we're going to talk about a couple opportunities that are going on in regard to Spain. Some really cool things are happening. We talked, we talked a little bit last week about the study abroad opportunity we have, and we'll talk about more of that here in just a second. But there's also something else that's kind of cool. One of our own, London, who was um, a leader with us for a couple years and is uh, right, right at the time we were deciding to go to do Global Scope Spain, she was deciding to go to Spain with another missionary organization. And so I'm going to have her share a little bit about that, um, and then there's an opportunity that we can help actually support her in that. So, London, tell us a little bit about how, why you're going. And start there, and then tell us what you're doing. Yeah. So, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. My name's London, and I'm excited that there's so many new faces. Um, so, for two years in a row, I did two different missions internships. And one was in Ireland, and then one was in London, and I was working with immigrants in London. And so as an intern, one of my duties was that two short-term teams came to London, um, each for one week, and one morning, uh, they sat us down and they told us, um, you know, interns, like today, um, we're going to go door-to-door in this immigrant neighborhood and try to start spiritual conversations. And I remember sitting there being like, what? Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go, like, knock on a door of a stranger and, like, try to talk about the Lord when we know that they, like, don't believe that at all. Um, So, like, first thing in the morning, just had to start praying. Um, And praying through anxiety, praying through um, even knowing how to present the gospel to someone that didn't know what sin was or the Lord or the cross or what any of it meant. Um, So just had to start the day soaking in prayer. Um, And then a couple hours later, met like these five people, shook their hands, and then started leading them through a neighborhood. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this, much less lead other people to do this. Um, So literally every step, I'm just like, God, this is you. Like, this is all you. You're going to have to do it. I'm, like, raising my hand to knock on a door, and I'm like, God, like, you're going to have to do this. I'm nervous to even, like, knock on this door. Um, So we get through, like, three or four houses, and we finally get to this one. um, And this man opens the door, and he's about 30 years old. And we ask him, you know, like, where are you from? And he tells us he's originally from the Middle East. And we ask him, um, is there a religion that that you practice? Is there anywhere you worship around here? And he tells us that he's a Sikh, which is a Middle Eastern religion. And so we just start asking him, like, well, what does that mean for you in your daily life? What does that look like? Like, do you ever pray? And so he's answering the questions. He seems really into the conversation. And I'm just like, God, give us another question. Give us an opportunity. Help us to be a light, you know? Um, And so he gets done telling us, and we... um, We just ask him, you know, do you mind if we share what we believe? And he says yes. And so there it is, like the door, the door is open to share. And so we end up telling him the gospel and we tell him who Jesus is and what that means for us and what that looks like in our daily lives. Um, And the whole time, I'm just like, God, you've got to do it, you know. And so we finish and there's just this long pause. And I pray, I say, you know, God, we could talk to him all day and it would do nothing. But God, if you just like open the door in his heart, like it is everything. So God, I just pray you do something. Um, And there's a pause. And then he just says, you know, like I've never heard the gospel. He doesn't say I've never heard the gospel before, but he says, I don't even know who Jesus is. I've never even heard that name in my life. And I remember just being shocked. Like you hear all the time about people that don't know the Lord or don't know the gospel or don't even know like what that means. Um, But to be faced with someone like directly standing in front of me and being like, we just told him like the most important thing he will ever hear in his life. 
was just so impactful. And so we ended up connecting him to a nearby church, um, and we left. And I left just thinking, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to spend my life doing. I want to find people that don't know the name of Jesus, that don't know the gospel, and I want to tell them. Um, So left knowing I wanted to do missions, but not when, and then was presented with this opportunity to go to Spain. Um, And so now I am going to Spain for two years, starting in March. Um, And I can't actually share a ton about it due to the people that I'm working with, Um, but I'm really excited. I'm going to be joining a team there um, and doing lots of evangelism activities and hopefully teaching some English and Spanish while I'm there. Um, And I'm just really excited Um, and just excited to see what the Lord's going to do there and just excited to see what he even does when I share with people um, and and just how it affects the people around me. So, yeah. Yeah, so like I said, London London has been with us for a couple years and she's going in March. And I would love to challenge. This is is what I want to challenge you with, okay? $120, $10 a month. I, I would love for 10 of you to consider supporting London for a year. $10 a month for one year, it's $120. So you can do it lots of different ways and we can talk to you about that afterwards. But, and, it, and it's not really about the money. $120 will help her, I don't know, pay for her luggage to get over there. I don't know what that'll do. Um, but it's really more about you, you putting a little bit of skin in the game to say, you know what, I, I care about Jesus and I wanna see his name proclaimed and I wanna be a part of what London's doing. And, and, you know, where your money is, there your heart is. Like, where you're sacrificed to, you seem, you seem to kind of be interested in. And so I'd love for 10 of you at least, maybe more would be great, to say, yeah, I want to, I want to be on Team London. And afterwards, we're going to have an opportunity um, for you to come and talk to her more about it. She's got these cards that you can take to kind of remind you and put on your fridge and to be praying for. So you can just come up and grab one of these for free. Um, and then also... We're, we're hoping that as 10 of you commit to doing that, that, um, that Focus is able to do the same thing, take the, sa- the same amount. So $100 a month is what we're hoping to be able to do for a year and then uh, to be able to support her for this year and then, and then see what God does for the next year. So, so that's something I want you to be thinking about, and we'll have an opportunity afterwards. Second thing is um, Kelsey's going to share a little bit. She's, she's been on study abroad stuff, and so... She had an experience that she wants to talk about and then mm-hmm. talk a little bit about why why you want to help them experience <laughs> the same thing and then what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so my um, junior year of college, I um, was making the decision to study abroad. A lot of things kind of led me to it, but long story short, kind of had like a mid-college crisis and was like, what am I doing with my life? And was like, I need to go somewhere kind of out of my context to understand myself, to learn things that I normally wouldn't be taught in my degree at Oklahoma State. But while I was deciding where to go, I knew that I wanted to go somewhere where I could do ministry, somewhere where um, missions um, would be possible. And so I knew I'm going to be gone for six months, so I'm not going to have the time to learn a language before I go do ministry. And I knew I wanted to go somewhere that was not like an evangelical or a really Christianized country. So I was like, not a Christianized country, speaks English, that pretty much leaves me in Eastern Europe. And I ended up deciding to study abroad in this little country called Slovenia, uh, which used to be part of Yugoslavia. So obviously not a lot of, there, was, there has been a lot of religious oppression for decades there. So um, 
when I'm getting ready to go over there, I start researching, like, man, this, the population here has less than, like, 0.1%, like, Christians, like, practicing Christians. And this country, like, borders Italy. Like, it's, like, right next to Rome, you know, like, in Vatican City. And so I'm, like, finding Christians here is going to be really difficult, and so I need to be proactive about connecting with some there. And so I start Googling, are there campus ministries here? Are there any missionaries here? And I end up coming across this couple from Australia um, who had been serving there for 20 years, and I just email them and say, hey, I'm a study abroad student coming um, from the United States. I just want to get connected to a body of believers when I'm there. Um, could you point me in a direction? And they said, oh my goodness, we're so glad you're coming, so glad you like found us. Why don't you come live with us for a few weeks before you go um, somewhere, before we get you settled somewhere long term. So these complete strangers, like I'm in the United States, they're in Slovenia, we've never met each other, like we literally only have Jesus in common and they're inviting me into their home and I'm like, this is kind of crazy and my dad because my dad traveled with me initially over there. So I'm like, they just took two totally random people and um, anyway, so I stayed with them for two weeks and while I was getting there, the Syrian refugee crisis was going on at the same time. So immediately when I got there, I kind of like realized God, I think is like, led me at this time, you know, for a reason, and I think there's a lot that I can do, like missions, which I had been praying about when I got over there, before I got over there, so I found this little Bible study through these missionaries who had invited me into their home. We were volunteering in the Syrian refugee camps, and I ended up moving into a house with this Romanian girl named Helena, and Helena uh, had never, like, kind of a similar story, like, really didn't know much about, like, the gospel, even though she was raised Eastern Orthodox. And I had my Bible out one morning, and I was reading, and she said, is that, is that a Bible? And I was like, uh, yeah, it is. She's like, you have your own Bible? And she was just perplexed by the fact that I had a Bible that was, like, my own, and my name was inscribed on it. And I said, yeah. And she starts explaining to me, she was like, you know, I was raised East, Eastern Orthodox, but... I've always been taught that I can't read scripture unless the priest is reading it to me. So then I start realizing there is no relationship with Jesus that she's ever been taught. And I, a couple months later, I was having a conversation kind of about how these missionaries from Australia had let me live with them and they were complete strangers for two weeks and how our like church, our little house church, had been volunteering in the Syrian refugee camps. And she said something that I just like will never forget, ever, ever, ever. She looked at me and she said, wow, you Christians just really love differently. And the verse, you know, John 13, 35 came to mind, the world will know that you're my disciples by your love for one another. And this light bulb just went off in my head. It was like, if we are going to make disciples, we need to like love one another. And we need to do that out of a love for Christ. That becomes apparent to the people who are not in the church. Anyway, so I just had this passion and I think my life just kind of changed after that about strategically putting myself in places where there are people who truly have never experienced Jesus, who truly have never experienced the church, um, and through like a loving, inviting them into a loving community, um, we can bring them the, the good news. Yeah. So, so tell them what you're doing in October. Yeah, so um, I am getting ready to uh, travel to Valencia, Spain with the CMF um, partnership that we're starting up. Rachel 
uh, Vincent and I will be going for eight days next month. I just submitted an application to intern there. Um, so after that trip uh, next month, I'll, I'll start getting a little bit of an idea if I'm going to be there for a year or two years or what my time commitment will look like. But next fall, I'll be moving there. So, so here's, here's the thing. We talked about Spain. We talked about study abroad. Um, reasons why you need to do this are a dozen. And, you know, to get, to get out of your comfort zone, to be able to be in a place that is, has, no con has, has really post-Christian post in so many ways, and to just be a light, and, and, to, and to do it with friends, to, to show them what it looks like to love each other, to be in community with each other as you get to serve and reach out. Um, and to work with this great ministry called Invivo. So we've talked a little bit about that. We want to talk more about it. But there is, there's two ways you can kind of be involved. One is you can pray and consider going. And so on some of the tables, there's these little cards that have some steps that you can take. Um, there's a website. CMF has a study blog website that can, has all kinds of question and answers. There's actually a pre-application form that you can fill out if you're really interested and you want to um, do it. There's a, you can look into the, the university there in Valencia, and they have an exchange program with OSU, and you can kind of figure out, okay, what kind of classes, and how would this work, and you can go talk to them in the office, and then next Sunday, or next, sorry, next Thursday, the 27th here, we'll have a meeting probably in this area right after the table, and you can come, and we'll talk more specifics. So that's one way, is to go, and to not, for you, not just you go, but your friends, you and your friends go, and we want to send the dream team. I mean, I'm, and I'm not kidding, because this isn't just about you guys going and having a great experience in Spain. <laughs> this, the, like, there's, a, there's the, the opportunity for us to go and for a couple of years send students to Spain and help this ministry get started in Valencia, and then to pray about where God would want the table to plant somewhere in the world. So that's the next step, is to be a part of starting somewhere new somewhere in the world. So it's big. And I want you to I want you to consider it. the other way you can get involved is to join the, the the Spain prayer team. And so there's a couple ways that you can do this. We're selling these things. There's bracelets. Okay, it says pray for Spain, pray for in vivo. So this can be like a reminder for you. In in this little pillow box, it has a little card and how you can get connected to this Spain prayer team. And basically. It's just asking for your name and your email, and so we're going to keep everybody updated on what's going on and who's maybe interested and to be praying for different things, and so you can come check that out. So we're selling these for $10, okay? These bracelets for $10. All of it goes to help get Rachel and, and, and Kelsey over there in October for this vision trip. That's, that's what that's going to. And then you can, also, um, you can also buy a mug or a bottle for $5 each, and all of that will help pay for... Their, their plane tickets to get over there too and, and for them to kind of come back and share what, what God may want to do. So, yeah, yeah, let, me, let me just throw on there. For, you, for those of you going, man, maybe I could do the Spain thing, but I, there's like three or four or five other people in here that would probably be better at that than me. I can think of others. No, we don't want three or four people. We want 10 to 15 of you to yes. go over there. We want to send like a, a herd of table people <laughs> over there yes. to go and help take over like not take over this ministry, <laughs> to take like a big portion of this ministry yeah. so that there's a group of you that are working together so that people not only are getting to um, interact with you, but they're getting to see what Kelsey's roommate got to see, which is 
Christians in community together, mm-hmm. loving one another and those things. And so we need like a dozen of you um, to consider doing this. So, yeah. Yep. And, and not just fall of 19. That's the first group. But, but spring of 22. Dream team two. Um, <laughs> so, and, and the cool thing is, hopefully Kelsey will be there kind of that whole time. So she'll be able to be there and kind of work with you as she's interning there. So that's that. How often they buy bracelets and mugs and water bottles? Yes, right after right after this is right after Good Drew's, question, random person right in the crowd. <laughs> nice plant. <laughs> right after this is over, you can come right up here and Rachel, the person who asked the question, is going to be standing here and helping you buy one. She's we got Venmo. Anyway. And then yeah, we'll explain all that after this. Do we have time for cookies? Yeah, we got time. Okay. We got cookie time. So, so we're tossing, tossing cookies. We're tossing, okay. we're tossing oh. one, um, to you guys. So I don't know if you've heard, but these are really good cookies. Okay, I don't know if you heard that. So In much fact, so that our leaders like to steal them. Yes, that's true. If I were to change the Westminster Shorter Catechism, oh, no. it would say, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him and these cookies forever. Right? So, here's how this works. If you are new, um, I'm going to find a way to work our lesson into the cookie talk every night. So, um, if you are new here, if this is your first time, we want to we toss these we want to toss our cookies. We want to toss, we want to give you some cookies. So, um, and, but you don't have to introduce yourself. Someone who's met you here will introduce you, and they will get cookies as well. So, anybody here for the first time tonight? There anybody? All right, sweet, right here. Okay, who wants to introduce? All right. This is Chase. Let, let He's right a freshman now. pro pilot right major. Pro pilot. Pro pilot. Related to the Wait, Paul pilot. Okay. That's awesome. Wait, where are you from, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I do underhand. Wait, and Nicole gets one too. Nicole gets one too. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, Chase. Sweet. Awesome. Anybody else? Who else? Anybody here for the very first time? Oh, man. All right, these are all mine. Gotta get these cookies. Good. You may get some cookies later. Can we just randomly throw them out now? Yes. Okay.